Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hello, thanks for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, and I'm the Communications Manager at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, my guest is Rhiannon Anderson. She's the Chief Marketing Officer at Steelhead Productions. Rhiannon has served as the CMO and co-owner at Steelhead Productions, who specialize in custom rental exhibits for some of the most exciting brands in the country and they've been awarded Exhibitor Magazine's Top 40 Providers in the event industry. Rhiannon herself oversees all of Steelhead's business development as well as internal and external communications. And in that role, she's guided the company through the greatest recession of our time and gone on to help grow the business by over 630% while becoming one of Inc.'s 5,000 fastest growing companies in America. Congratulations on all that success and welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm happy to be with you guys. Great, great. Uh, so let's get started by learning a bit more about you and your background and what kind of other industries and experiences you've had uh, before getting involved in the cannabis space. Sure. So Steelhead has been in business since 1996. Uh, we were founded in the Pacific Northwest uh, during a time where, you know, one could transport uh, big exhibits all over the country without too much uh, hassle. And then as um, fuel prices started to rise, we realized that in order to stay competitive, we needed to be closer to where the action was at, uh, which is why in 2007, we made the trek to Las Vegas. And uh, as many people know, 2008, 9, and 10 really wasn't an awesome time to have relocated any business because of the economic downturn. But we do feel really thankful that we were able to hunger down in Las Vegas, close to where the trade show and event action was at. And uh, yeah, as you pointed out, you know, we were really privileged to have made it through the recession and really built a solid foundation for our organization uh, in Las Vegas. Great. So you're, you yourself have been involved in this space uh, the whole time, it sounds like. This is what you live and breathe. Yeah, truly. Yeah, I've been um, a part of Steelhead for almost 15 years. And so I've seen great developments um, occur, you know, with events and uh, trade shows over the years. It's been really exciting. The industry itself, you know, serves a myriad of um, industries. You know, there are events in, in every industry that you can think of. And so it's neat because we have the privilege of working with a lot of different types of companies. Great. Yeah. Trade shows are always a, a great experience and, and a great networking opportunity, great education, education opportunity, and just a place to show off your company. And I'm definitely looking forward to NCIA's 
national conferences returning uh, to the calendar as well. And yeah, that recession, I remember it. It was not fun. No. Uh, I feel like it took two and a half years for me to get from one one end to the other personally uh, and longer for others. So uh, yeah, learning lots of lessons to be learned from those sorts of times. Yeah, um, absolutely. It was sure. interesting, you know, for our organization, and I wonder if others feel similar, but uh, it was one of the most difficult periods of time ever to be a business owner. However, I wouldn't take it back. I wouldn't erase that time from the history of our organization because we really have learned so much. We learned so much from that time and that's really helping us um, stay focused during kind of the current um, uncertainty that we're all experiencing. Yeah, we sure are. Um, so what was it that got Steelhead Productions into the cannabis space, knowing that, hey, it's still federally illegal. There's you know, still some risk involved in getting involved in cannabis and uh, banking issues for these companies, tax revenues for states. What made Steelhead say, hey, let's get into cannabis? You know, it's really twofold. Um, just with 100% transparency, one of our owners who has since retired and has been bought out was an advocate um, in the Pacific North Northwest uh, for cannabis. And after he exited Steelhead, he actually went on to start an extraction company. And so we had a familiarity uh, as an organization with what was trending uh, around legalization. And then as we moved to Las Vegas, you know, we were witness to MJ BizCon growth and its impact on Las Vegas. And it became really obvious to us that as legalization was occurring, that uh, those companies in the cannabis industry were starting to take event marketing and trade show marketing a lot more serious. And they were integrating that into their marketing plan uh, in its entirety and really putting a great emphasis monetarily on investing in that type of marketing. Uh, Steelhead is unique in that uh, we own uh, about three, $4 million worth of architectural inventory that we make available on an access basis. So, you know, we uh, don't require our company, uh, customers to own anything. We rent them all of their different components and we customize everything for them. And for a growing industry like cannabis, that from one year to the next, the exhibitors are growing, their footprints on the trade show floor are expanding. It really made what we offer and how we offer it um, pretty special for um, those uh, cannabis companies that want flexibility with their trade show and marketing program. Uh, so as we started to kind of see the indicators that, you know, wow, uh, they were really wanting to uh, show up and show up professionally uh, on the trade show floor, it just seemed like the right time. Yeah, absolutely. Year after year after year, our industry not only just grows and grows, <laughs> literally yeah. and figuratively, <laughs> uh, but more and more, I know the puns, they just never end. Um, uh, but also from state to state, as like every year, another state adds a medical or adult use program to their books, which is right. super encouraging. And it's yeah. really nice to hear that one of the founders of your company 
brought activism and advocacy for the cannabis movement with them and then went on to be part of the industry. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. You know, we, um, really became kind of familiar with and not intimidated by because it was, um, kind of so close to the foundation of our organization. So it just seemed, you know, natural for us to, um, support the industry as it, um, has been evolving. It just was a good match. Um, our founder has been a trade show and marketing uh, educator. And so we wanted to help bring education around trade show marketing. It is kind of a unique form of marketing. Unless you're in it, you don't know a lot about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so both the owner, uh, the previous owner, and I have uh, been working with uh, the different associations and making ourselves available to help educate on best practices um, with trade show marketing uh, for the cannabis industry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in our last couple minutes here and after the break, we're going to do a deep dive into trade show marketing and, and, and the future. Uh, but as it is today, uh, what's going on with the company and, and what's your day-to-day role like? And uh Without the COVID-19 layer on top of everything, what's going on this year for the company? (laughs) Is there anything without the COVID-19 layer on it at this point in time? Not (laughs) anymore. Yeah, you know, um, actually, I'm working from home, but we have been uh, keeping our team uh, together and focused on um, making sure that our customers and our prospects are well-educated, that they have the resources they need to develop strong strategy, uh, that they have the skills necessary to budget well and to design environments that can meet the needs for their organizations. So, Differently, but similarly to how we've always done it, we really do just want to provide uh, people with the resources, event managers in particular, with the resources they need to be the best at uh, this particular form of marketing. Yep. So similar to us and many, many others, we are all working remotely and uh, dealing with those adjustments, but still getting work done. Definitely. Same with the NCIA team. And we, uh, We enjoy having some Zoom meeting, lunch and social hours and happy hours from time (laughs) to time too, which can be fun. Same here, yeah. Awesome. Cool. All right, let's take our first commercial break and then we'll be right back to chat more with Rhiannon from Steelhead Productions. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at shoogies.com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet take anywhere treat. 
It's time to hemp present. I am going to titillate your audio orifices with weekly radio rendezvous with some of the premier movers, shakers, and history makers of the cannabis community. Radio resident hempo sapien Vivian McPeak. I will be putting out a call to action on the issues of the day and putting your interests under the big lights as I provide cannabis commentary and weekly interviews that go straight for the nugular. Marijuana! Hem presents only on Cannabis Radio. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, with the National Cannabis Industry Association. We've been talking with Rhiannon Anderson from Steelhead Productions about the trade show event marketing world, which we are all unsure what the future of. And your company's role in the cannabis industry, as we said before the break, is helping the brands in the exhibitor setting at the trade shows on the on the big fancy expo floors, like NCIA's giant expo floor. Um, yeah. But social distancing uh, means <laughs> it's going to look different whenever those restrictions start to relax, which looks like it's going to be in phases. Um, so... Let's try at least to talk about the future of trade show marketing and event marketing and what you might be seeing or, or predicting there. Sure, absolutely. You know, I think the best indicators uh, for the event industry uh, today are coming, you know, out of Asia and China in particular. Um, our vendors and our um, competitors within the market, we're watching what's happening um, with hospitality because typically, you know, how the hotels go, then so go the event environments like mm -hmm. the convention centers. So they kind of go hand in hand mm -hmm. and we're seeing a return uh, to events. But yeah, as you mentioned uh, with social distancing, uh, there are things that are now being implemented to help make those environments safe. We have seen the exhibit environments themselves shift to um, be considerate of the recommended six um, feet worth of space. So people are incorporating more virtual check-ins at their exhibit 
booth spaces, um, temperature checks, masks, gloves, hand sanitizers, uh, some kind of barriers in between demo stations and um, conference rooms that are more open air instead of confined environments. So I think that there will be a return how we show up uh, with the physical space and with physically one another, I think it, you know, will it will adjust so that everybody feels safe until there's a vaccine. Right, right. Yeah, a couple thoughts on that. I mean, while you were talking, typically at, you know, on the expo floor, you go by the different booths and sometimes companies will offer swag, right? Like pens or notebooks or uh, lighters. Those are always useful. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm predicting that they're going to maybe have some uh, logo branded face masks and hand sanitizer bottles going forward now instead. So uh, that could be fun. And, yeah, we're also- uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, but just in terms of swag, you know, we're seeing some uh, gamification uh, options as well, where maybe you play a game, QR code, you play it on your phone. So you have your own device and you're not um, engaging with screens and you're not handing swag, you know, from one person to another, but then Mm. you will kind of win something and then it'll be shipped to you or it'll be in a gift card format that you receive like via your phone or something like that. So people are getting pretty innovative. (laughs) Hey, technology is showing its face a little bit more here. Yeah. No more handshakes either. So I guess we we need to do our uh, live long and prosper namaste bows or something going forward as well. <laughs> we'll have to figure out the new standard. Um, and last thought before we move on, um, I saw an article just recently that the country Germany uh, is looking to separate their definitions of exhibitions versus mass gatherings. And I only just scratched the surface of that article, but sounds interesting. So maybe we can be looking to other countries and how they handle this uh, as we move throughout the year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So as you were hinting, virtual connection is really great in times like this. Uh, Nothing really replaces the in-person face-to-face events, but um, let's talk about the difference between virtual marketing and the value we can gain from those in-person face-to-face interactions in business? Like where, where do those balance out? Sure. Well, you know, I am recommending just as a marketer that everybody continue to market. Uh, and if that's required in the digital space right now, then we're recommending that you show up in the digital space. You know, the word event, uh, trade show event, is about bringing people together, products, services, people. um, And the way that we've historically thought about it has been in the physical space, where you mentioned earlier, you know, you've attended some happy hours or some lunches with coworkers. Well, those are events as well. And they just happen to be in the digital space. So at Steelhead, we're recommending that people kind of broaden the way they think about connection. Um, And you're right, virtual meeting doesn't replace being with your fellow human being. However, it's better than not doing it at all. So uh, given the circumstance, you know, we're helping our customers pivot uh, to some digital engagement because, you know, you think QR codes, you think gamification, uh, VR, AR, the technology 
given the circumstance that we can't be together, so fortunately, we do have technology available to help bridge us back to what we're more accustomed with, uh, the face-to-face. Yes, yes. We're somehow finding ways to stay connected for sure. And we are, we're fully in the digital world right now, it feels. Um, And I mentioned earlier the virtual happy hours and lunch socials. And we even had a mindfulness meditation today at lunch, which was nice. Um, So that is filling the gap between seeing my people, having real events, um, wonder what else you're seeing there as far as digital marketing and what is working right now and what will be maybe as just a cap until until we see a return to what we're used to. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because there are so many options with uh, digital. You know, if you want to share collateral material, if you want to push out some sort of video messaging, you can create games, you know, where people can um, win prizes and stay connected to your brand. So I, I think that these sorts of products are booming right now. And as we see... Um, the events coming back, as we mentioned, similar to the other countries that are coming back online, what I envision happening is going to be a great blend uh, so that virtual will become an enhancement to the um, event itself so that you can do some pre-event that's all about creating buildup and excitement and hype have the event, everybody gets to experience what they were introduced to in the virtual space. And then um, after the show, um, every, you know, people say goodbye. And then sometimes at the trade shows and you made mention, you know, they're big and they're growing and they're just there's tons of action and you leave with a sensory overload, mm-hmm. but that you can create some brand recall and re-engagement opportunities uh, in the virtual space afterward. So what I'm hoping and what I feel will occur is a beautiful blend of both because we are getting, you know, thrown into the virtual world uh, in a way that, you know, we never probably would have jumped in prior to this moment in time. So we're learning a lot very quickly. So I think it could actually be a pretty cool outcome at the end of all this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. While you were talking, I started to think about uh, inventions of the past that maybe you know, didn't pick up steam because we're fine with how things are running, but now there there actually is a need for yeah. more technology, more virtual uh, interaction. So this scenario with COVID-19 is giving a, a boost to those technologies as well. And I think, I think to one of my favorite shows, Star Trek and uh, <laughs> the holodeck, you know, like what, yeah. how long will it be until, you know, I go to a virtual holodeck like experience to see a cultivation grow, for example, I don't know. It's so t- totally really interesting ideas for sure. And, uh, I'll mention more after the commercial break, but NCIA has certainly increased our digital offerings online. Uh, We only got through two of our cannabis caucus events in March before uh, the World Health Organization alerted us all that it's time to shut down events. Um, So we're shifting gears. We're 
thinking about what we're going to do to continue to offer that programming and reach uh, in a new world. All right, we're going to take our last commercial break, and then we'll be right back to chat more with Rhiannon from Steelhead Productions. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Hi, it's Angela Ardolino with It's a Dog's Life, and I have Hernanda Umana joining me. We're just both so fascinated with how much we've learned since we've been in this pet industry and creating an all-natural product. Because it's a dog's life. I am a huge fan of my guest today, Dr. Bob Goldstein. I have, in my experience, not seen many natural substances produce the results that CBD is producing in the animals that we are testing on. It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put different celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, and we've been talking all things trade show marketing, whether in person or virtual, with Rhiannon Anderson from Steelhead Productions. And as I mentioned before the break and throughout, NCIA's face-to-face in-person events have been postponed. We do currently plan to relaunch our events in late August, September Our May Lobby Days has been rescheduled for September 15th, 16th, and 17th. And our biggest conference of the year, the Cannabis Business Summit and Expo, uh, has been rescheduled for September 29th, 30th, and October 1st. And that conference will take place at the Moscone Center in San Francisco. NCIA continues to monitor the situation and will alert our readers, members, and so on as as changes and decisions happen for sure. In the meantime, uh, our webinars online have exploded. We used to do one webinar a month. We are doing multiple webinars a week now. So that education component is still getting out there and it's creating more opportunities for us internally to look at what we're doing as an organization and how we can step things up. Great. Now we're offering more education and we we haven't even had to get on an airplane. So that's exciting. (laughs) Uh, So everyone stay tuned for event announcements for later this year. And we look forward to seeing you in person. 
Another thing about NCIA, our 10-year anniversary as an organization is this year in 2020. What a year. So we're asking NCIA members to do some reflection with us and some storytelling. If you think back, Rhiannon, to 10 years ago in the year 2010, uh, I know your company wasn't involved in the cannabis space yet then, but did you have any sense about the cannabis movement and what it might look like 10 years from then like it does today? You know, no, to be honest with you, I think that the movement has really caught fire in the public eye and the business world in the last five years. It's really a force that uh, has to be reckoned with. I mean, there's just a movement that's happening. It's kind of a groundswell um, from the bottom up. It's changing policy, changing law. It's amazing to watch. Um, I uh, compare it to, you know, the prohibition era, and I'm happy to be a part of the movement, to be supporting um, the cannabis industry. And it's just awesome. I look forward to the day where we don't even have to talk about the legalizing side of everything. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. And then then we'll just be doing things to continue to improve the industry rather than fighting to keep it, keep it afloat for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as you look into the future, um, another 10 years into the year 2030, I think a lot of people say federal legalization for sure, maybe even sooner than 10 years from now. Any other ideas come to mind about what the cannabis industry will be and look like 10 years from today? You know, not in particular, other than um, it being normalized. Uh, there are still so many stigmas that exist. And it, even though in Las Vegas, for instance, it's legal, I still think there's a part of our population that um, is uncomfortable with the idea. Um, I look forward to it just not being an issue anymore and that to each their own. Yep, we'll be able to get cannabis products in Whole Foods one day, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, as we wrap up our chat here today, uh, first, thank you for being on the show and, and chatting about these very uncertain topics with us. Um, and I, I look forward to checking in with, with you a few months from now to see where we're at. Where can people find out more about your company? Sure. So our website is exhibithappy.com. We're also at exhibithappy on Instagram and Steelhead Productions on LinkedIn. Perfect. And for those listening, remember that NCIA has lots of resources and education on our website provided by both NCIA staff, our government relations team, our public policy team, as well as NCIA members and the member-driven communities doing a lot of great work, a lot of great education. There's blogs that you can read. There's webinars that you can register for to participate in, or when they hit our archives, you can catch up on ones that have already taken place. And of course, our weekly podcast here on Cannabis Radio. I've been trying to bring you at least two episodes a week lately, just so everybody has enough to do while they're at home. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you again for being on the show, Rhiannon, and thanks thank everyone for, for tuning in uh, to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. Until next time.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.